by DJ Anubis. And DJ Neko. Here with the Meltdown Radio Podcast. We are here with special guest, Christopher Iverson of the band Diaspora. Did I pronounce that right, Diaspora? Yeah, fantastic. That's right, yeah. Well, thank you, man, for taking the time out to talk to us a little bit. Uh, long time coming, as we said off camera. I've been wanting to do this for quite a while, and I said, well, now's a good time to do it. Set it up, and now here you are in all your magical glory. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. I've uh, been no looking problem, forward man. to it. Please. And uh, we talked uh, a few words uh, prior to the stream starting, and uh, I was telling you that I, I really appreciate all the support you've been sending my way throughout the years. I'm much obliged. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, it's the thing that I kind of, you know, there's pros and cons. We'll probably talk more later about the pros and cons of the internet and streaming and, and stuff cool. like that. But like, that's, you're one of those projects where when you come across something and you fall in love with it, you really like it. And that's like, I don't think 20 years ago, if I was still relying on magazines or MTV, you know, to try to like discover somebody like you would never, well, that would it. never happen. Right. Yeah. So it's just very cool that, we have that uh, utility now with the internet. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the first things I want to just ask, like, is, you know, Norway, you're out of Norway. Now you said you're in a small town outside of Oslo. We know that Norway gave birth to, like, black metal. Um, and your opinion, is the metal scene still thriving out there pretty well, or do you think it's kind of, like, quieted down in that sense? Well, uh, they haven't burned down any churches for a few years. Uh, so I guess it's, uh, uh, they haven't killed any gay people either. So <laughs> yeah. thank God. Uh, well, thanks somebody. But I know the metal scene in Norway is, uh, it's been, I guess it's been globalized and uh, through internet and YouTube. And the scene is, um, we haven't got anything remotely close to the 90s black metal scene. Let's just say it that way. Uh, right. That was a unique uh, thing that came out of Sweden and then it went to Norway afterwards. And bands like uh, Venom and Bathory. And, mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure it's uh, the metal scene in Norway is. Um, I usually follow the uh, progressive stuff, uh, like uh, Eson out of Emperor. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, talk about a guy that kind of went from one extreme to another. Like I, yeah. I, I enjoy all of it, but I, I know what an artist. <laughs> yeah, what it's really an crazy. artist. Yeah, and that that kind of that's a segue into my own stuff because uh, it has to be like I don't care what you do. Uh, but I have to feel there's a soul there. It's uh, there's a vibe, and you are trying to uh, evoke some sort of emotion, uh, other than just do. Uh, there's there's a lot of bands in Scandinavia, Denmark, Sweden that just hash out the same old stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, you don't want to be one of those. Well, you can do. I mean, you do you, and I wish you all the best. But for me, it has to uh, kind of push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah, in some way, either emotional or technical or whatever, uh, it has to uh, trigger some sort of response. I think metal is, since it, it can be dark, it can be uh, haunting, it can be uh, uncomfortable. 
-hmm. but what it cannot be is bland because uh, then what is it yeah i kind of found myself like i'm one of those people i discovered black metal in the late 90s so it was really kind of emperor and demi warrior that yeah the second wave yeah mm. and uh you know so i got into like the symphonic black metal for a while right um but even now when i hear like a symphonic black metal band it just doesn't hit me like it used to so it's kind of like no. you say, it gets kind yeah. of bland and samey right uh and then of course you know uh another band that i really enjoy I know you do too is enslaved like i'm a big mm -hmm. fan of them so right they're another band that kind of started out and then they just progressed into this other monster which is amazing mm -hmm. and i do find like just some of that influence in your music as well which is has i drawn was gonna me say to the that. same thing i was i was listening to some of the um new album and i'm like I feel like there's a little bit of enslaved in there. I yeah, well, it is like for a sure. Bit of a, yeah, a, a perfect circle. Did you hear like for me like during the instrumentals? I'm like, right. Well, I do have I do have perfect circle tattooed on my body from. Do you uh, really? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so well spotted for you. Yeah. Yeah. Great <laughs> job. Billy wow. Howard L is uh, a fucking genius. Yeah, I'm so a huge too. fan of Billy Howard L's uh, guitar work and his mixes. And uh, when you are lucky enough to get Maynard James Keenan on vocals, on top of that, then it's going to be magical. It's going to be magical. Uh, so do you like the uh, do you like the Tool stuff too? Yeah, Tool is my other tattoo. I was a hardcore Tool fan um, in the early uh, noughties, do you say? Like the 2000s? Yeah, the early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Early from, uh, well, Anima and the Lateralis is my two favorite albums. Lateralis, for sure, it's a masterpiece. Uh, it's a genuine masterpiece. Yeah, I think we, uh, I think you were with me. We, I had a chance to see them once at Ozfest, early 2000s. Right. Man, that was right. just amazing. Sure. Yeah, really well, we can nerd tool for hours. Uh, <laughs> I, I went down the rabbit hole on that band for sure. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, so besides Enslaved and maybe A Perfect Circle, what other kind of influences do you draw into your band? Uh, for this project, um, besides Enslaved, there's a lot of um, Enya. Enya? Uh, yeah, Enya. Oh, wow. Her, cool. uh, the, her use of, uh, well, not her, but her producer's use of uh, layered vocals and the reverb. I, uh, I usually do some sort of vocal segues um, when I don't know uh, what guitar riffs to write next. I just do a crash mute on the drums and then I do a huge vocal thing. Uh, and that's Enya. Nice. That's cool, that's man. Because I, you know, as a band, an artist, I haven't really listened to in quite a while, but I do own some CDs from her. Like, I really enjoy that. No, it's back in the nineties. So why yeah. would you? Does, yeah. she, does she even still put out stuff? I don't even know. I, I have no idea, but I think <laughs> I'm very thankful that she did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gojira. Ah, yes. Yeah. Um, but they are so good, that it's hard to. Um, well, I can use them as an inspiration for the uh, the chugging and the rhythm parts, but uh, you don't want to. Uh, 
it's the same with tool if you if you go too close then it's uh, very apparent that you're trying to mimic right because uh, they have such a unique signature um but Inspire. there's a lot of gojira in my stuff for sure and the uh, opa opa yeah yeah i believe that yeah mm -hmm. uh, any of my boy uh devin townsend sift in there a little bit <laughs> yeah i've been starting um uh he's growing on me nice. i love devin i i really love devin as an artist uh, and he's inspiring to me uh, in his opinions about what art is and how you need to follow your inner uh voicing mm -hmm. if you try to chase some trend then by the time your album is done the the trend is over uh, so you have to just follow your your inner muse, right? Yeah. Uh, and then is uh, Devin. Sorry, is a huge. Uh, he's he's been very outspoken about this, and I, I do agree uh, very much. So Devin Townsend. Again, there's another artist who is an artist with a huge A, right? Capital A, uh, and. Um, you can't go wrong if you follow that voice, man. Yeah, that's true. That's Ooh. one thing I do love about your vocals, and similar with those guys, is your variation between the rough and clean vocals. Like, I just, I really like how you do that. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the uh, the harsher, like uh, growling stuff, that that's usually me going way outside my comfort zone uh we spoke uh, just prior to the stream starting about uh my wife passing away yeah and on this new album there's only one uh growling vocal song and that's the song where i uh empty out sort of all my feelings yeah yeah uh, i go through the tunnel and i come back on the other side and yeah it's a journey man it's uh <laughs> You gotta you gotta stay true to there's no point growling uh, for me for just the sake of it uh, i was gonna ask this a little later now because of what go for you're it. talking about your your wife and everything um so is all of diaspora kind of like the catharticism with like mm -hmm. dealing with all that is that yeah the entire body sure. of that for sure uh the first three albums is uh dedicated to my friend who passed away while well, he decided to leave us uh, voluntarily at the age of, age of 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I carried that stuff around for years, and I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, so I, um, I put it in, well, art. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, people deal with things differently and you're talented enough to create music to help you kind of cope with that stuff and i think that's amazing really yeah thank you that's nice of you to say i'm not i'm not so sure about it doesn't have to be um that you are talented talent has really uh it's nice if you have it and it's a huge bonus uh it's easier to um create your art if you are talented but it does not matter uh i am a very uh the creation process is all that matters and the actual uh, art that comes out of it 
is the secondary. Sorry, my phone is. Oh, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like alarm waking up. That's not what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I was, I was going to say that it, it's the process. It's, a, it, it's sitting down, spending time, uh, nurturing, crafting it, uh, sculpting it, and uh, enjoying the time that you have in the studio when you are making it. Uh, that's the catharsis. That's the healing. That's the uh, emptying or whatever you are carrying around at the time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when when a very select few enjoy it afterwards it's uh it's nice it's humbling and uh, and i do appreciate it but it's not at all mandatory i, I do not uh, that's not at all why i do what i do yeah i think in some ways you probably already answered this next question but like my guess is like i was gonna ask would you would you ever consider making us like a full-fledged band where you would have people contribute but it doesn't sound like that's the way you no, want to go personal. it's like it's all mine it's all mine it's all myself yeah this project this project is all mine uh i have been in uh metal bands uh prior to this and uh, it's uh the live thing uh, playing live music is uh is fun and it's uh it's nice to feed off the energy loop with a live audience um but it's not full full uh fulfilling creatively uh, yeah because uh it's well it's a different beast it's not it's fulfilling but you have to incorporate other people's uh, visions and ideas and they evolve your expression and that's cool but for this one a diaspora i wanted it to be what would it sound like if I did it all? Right. What's my limit? You know, what, what's uh, what's yeah the expression if I do it? Yeah, and I, I think if I even had a lick of musical talent in that sense, that's probably how I'd be. Because I know I, I'm kind of like on the same mental path that you are. Like I, I think if I were like say skeletal remains is basically death metal. I'd probably just go in not really intending on writing music, but playing with them what they want because I like right. to enjoy the music. But as you said, if mm -hmm. I want something that's my own with my own ideas and my own mm -hmm. arrangements, that's the probably way I'd go. It's like, I'll just do it myself. Yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Yeah. And going back to it's about the um, release of emotion. It's about the uh, frustration of seeing all once you see what humanity is doing right now and you and you sort of focus on the negative aspect of it which there is a lot of then um you kind of have to put that energy somewhere uh, you yeah. can't carry it around because we are doing so much shit these days that you you just and i think uh, you what do you do with it point like if you are carrying around that maybe that's why everybody is so awful to each other nowadays because we are just carrying around negativity right. and then we're feeding off of each other's negativity and it's easy for sure we're on the internet looking at right stuff all the time yep hey, i stopped watching the news and shit like it's just too depressing <laughs> I, I curate my news on my on my phone it like tells you well what are you interested in and i put it in like interesting things like mm -hmm. you know marine life cats, cats. yeah <laughs> nothing both I don't very wise decisions mm -hmm. you cannot uh, 
you, you, you cannot be fed all this negativity uh, so many hours of the day and still um, feel something um, even close to, yeah, things are going good. No, yeah, I think there's not. a difference between being informed versus programmed. And I think that yeah, you don't need it. You do not need it. Uh, right. You have to focus on uh, bleed for you and yours, right? You have to focus on people that are around you that you can carry, uh, care for, sorry, and love and uh, cherish and nurture. Uh, and hopefully they will do the same to you. But you cannot go around caring for. Um, everything that's happening because then you will eventually care for nothing yeah right yeah that's how i feel anyway i agree uh you know you have two kids that you're taking care of so i mean that's you know that's more important than anything else outside of the yeah, yeah 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 you know? uh, everything else can burn i do not care i do <laughs> not care that, that's my life right over there so that's yeah right. and your two uh rabbits and your cat yeah exactly yeah. And yeah, my probably. my ten tarantulas. Yeah, he's, he's a ten, tarantula. What? Hobbies. Sorry. Ten tarantulas, spiders. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Going all in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. She's like she's like enough. 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 I, I, enough I, with I the fucking the tarantulas. <laughs> I went on a business trip this week and I came home and I'm like, what? I was waiting for There's it. There's another one. I was waiting for it. She's looking around and it's like, you're new. <laughs> <laughs> So you can tell them apart on the print. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. They're very beautiful. It's a very interesting hobby. There's like yeah. humidity and soil levels, and they all have different. There you habits. go. Yeah. So yeah, I have and that, a very interesting hobby that he picked up. And yeah, we, we do need it because you know social media and all the commentary. Like, uh, do you call them commentary fields? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah uh, like everybody's just gushing up all these because uh, there's no accountability, right? Internet does not care, so you can say whatever you want. Yeah, uh, and people really do. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then you, if you read all this, you get the sense that this is reality right now. But it's not. Uh, reality is whatever you make of it. Reality is you are a sort of uh, your own god, if you want. You are creating your reality uh, in the moment. Mm -hmm. If you choose to uh, accept responsibility and, and go for it, do not be spoon-fed. Do not be uh, subject to all this, whatever it is that you are. Uh... Well, uh, I'm not sure that I'm the most... Um... I don't like people very much. <laughs> I don't like the human race. No, <laughs> I, mean, I, I totally get it. Like, I mean, yeah. like... The things that you're just saying is so philosophical right now. Like, mm. just take, and if all people would think a little bit more about that and look internally instead right. of just like this fake online. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, I think that the internet has been wonderful for many, many reasons. Yep. And I, I do go on the internet, but there's nowadays it feels like everybody lives on the internet. So you have to have like you with with creating music it's outside it's for yourself mm -hmm. it's to you know you have to have something like that instead of like i need to see if everybody likes me so i'm posting a picture online yeah the the like uh, loop right mm -hmm. uh, that is. Uh, 
my uh, existence is based on how many likes this picture got. And once that picture's hype is gone, well, then I have to post another one mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and do the exact same thing all over. Uh, and then you're stuck in some sort of fake loop of uh, supposed uh, importance as if it all matters at all. Right. Uh, and I, I really genuinely wish it would all burn down. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I get it. I have no use for it. Yeah, because, like, you know, I'm just, I'm one of those people that, and it, it, people look at it as, like, being unempathetic or some, some sort of hatred, but it's not. It's like, if I die tomorrow, there's, mm -hmm. like, a small group of people that's going to care. And that's fine, because that's the people that I care about. But, right. you know, there seems to be this thing, like, oh, you need to care about this way over in the other planet, part of the planet. I'm like, dude, look, I can feel some sympathy for stuff like that, but it, I'm not well, sure. It's not directly correlated to me. And I, it's not really my responsibility to do anything for them. They can do it for themselves or mm -hmm. people within their lives will help them out. But it's like, you know, as you said, like, there's just a lot of bad people out there. So you have to be careful about what kind of relationships you end up getting into, like with people. And so I'm just, yeah. I'm guarded. I'm sure you are. I just guarded. Like, I don't play any Yeah, I, I, I see myself as a, a Martian. I've been beamed down and I'm going to sound totally crazy about this. It's just an analogy. This is not how I actually feel. But I look at, uh, I do not know why. Uh, this place is uh, so fucked, but I just genuinely uh, uh, know that this is not sustainable. This is not why we are here. This is this has no value. Uh, we got Mozart, Beethoven, and we got uh, the fucking Kardashians and reality TV. And I do not see how did we go from this to that how did this happen what what, what are we doing it's, uh, it's crazy and it used to frustrate me for quite a while for many years but now i, I i've signed off just turn no it reason. out yeah. yeah this is not I, part of my reality at all i watched a documentary on how easy it is to fake being an influencer and they actually took <laughs> three people who were yeah. not and not anything. It's a fantastic word, isn't it? Yeah. An influencer. Right. They, they, were, not, they were nobody. They weren't, they weren't singers. They weren't models. And they literally took these three people mm. and upped their Instagrams and their Facebooks and stuff. Mm. And it, it was kind of eye-opening. Like, it's easy to fake yeah. it. Well, yeah. you got to go. Like, you got to just say, well, you do you. More power to you. I hope it works out for you. Uh, but uh, it, I'm not going to spend any energy on it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to engage with it. Uh, I'll just let it float by like a cloud and focus on loving the people that I love. And, yep. uh, focus on create. diaspora. I'm sorry. Um, just focus on diaspora. Yeah. Among, yeah. Yeah. So I never got to hear the first record they did. I like I do, I just kind of found out you had one before uh, Beyond the Black Sun, which I yeah, totally right. fell in love with. Um, yeah. So I do have a little bit of a, a clip from Beyond the Black Sun with my favorite track from it, Limitless. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you give me a little idea what that song about is in specifically? For sure. 
limitless is about um, being um, aware that your body is um, not who you really are. Uh, you are uh, an infinite uh, amount of possibilities uh, and you can realize whichever of these possibilities you want uh, to any situation that occurs. Um, but you are stuck with uh, um, the option of uh, choosing wrong. Yeah. Uh, and you have to learn from your mistakes so that the next time you are uh, subjected to any situation where you have to choose, you can choose better. Mm -hmm. uh, you can uh, evolve, sort of. Um, and if you continue to focus on uh, evolving, then you are uh, truly limitless. Well, here's a little taste of that as far as the people watching. Yeah. Yeah, part of what was that? Nineteen, two thousand nineteen, that came out. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, it's something around I'm there. Not right. I was like, man, it's already been that long. <laughs> so do you self-release, or, or are you with a specific label? I uh, know I'm independent. Uh, there's a, a good friend of mine who's running a label uh, just a few kilometers away from where I live. <laughs> Uh, we used to be in, ba in a band uh, prior to this, so he's releasing all my stuff. Uh, I still haven't paid him <laughs> for any of the work that he's done, but uh, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's he like, says, it's coming. The pl I promise the money's coming. Oh, I'll take him to dinner. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> the irony is that he hasn't paid me any of my royalties either. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to even out somewhere. Right. Yeah. Now, I saw on your Facebook yeah, post from like June 15th, I think you were talking about doing like a collaboration. So I was kind of listening to that song. Mm -hmm. uh, who are you collaborating with? And is this, uh, could you, you do have guest musicians occasionally on your albums, right? No, no, not at all. Okay. No, 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 no. One man. So what is, uh, what is the collaboration you're doing? Cause it was sounded pretty good from what I heard. Yeah, uh, he's not on there yet, though. But it's going to be a singer uh, called John, who uh, has got an amazing fry voice, like a uh, screamo uh, sort of uh, mashuga type uh, vocal. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's going to be very different from the uh, Enya-esque stuff uh, that I... Uh, <laughs> try to create but uh, 
Thank yeah. you very much. It's really, really good stuff. So right now with DS4, because you mentioned you've had other projects, are you involved with anything else right now besides that? Nope. Uh, it's uh, all my music. I, I run a small uh, music studio. So oh, okay. I, I work as a sound mixer, engineer, producer. Uh, so I work with other artists, but not in a creative way uh, as a musician. Oh, wow. Uh, so See, no. now I, I, I'm 53. So like, can I just come to Norway and like learn from you as an uh, intern? How to do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As an intern, I'm sure there are easier ways to uh, to get an internship. Uh, James. Uh, yeah, but you know, you gotta cool. learn from the best. So like. Well, uh, hey, uh, the internet, man. Uh, that's one of the, uh, <laughs> the YouTube is uh, go for it. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. uh, nah. 10,000 hours. No, you have to. That's the part of I started Diaspora mainly because I wanted to uh, I wanted to mix. Uh, really, uh, I wanted to uh, sculpt soundscapes. And uh, uh, David Bottrell, who did uh, Lateralis, he inspired me to create a totally different soundscape that I than than I had previously heard. Uh, it's very claustrophobic and cold, and when you hear um, the grudge kick in, uh, like do 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 do, it's it's so focused and it's so good, and you're just like, what the hell? Who did this? Who who mixed this? Uh, and so. Uh, a huge part of diaspora is uh, is mixing stuff and adding uh, depth to the mix. Uh, so you were kind of just uh, learning on the fly as you were creating the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely for sure. Yeah, ten thousand hours. You know, you have to just stick with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now between Beyond the Black Sun and the new record, uh, you did um, Sorg Morgan. Yes, I did. And I remember you were telling me about this. Like it was, it was a lot different record. It was a little bit more acoustic, a little bit more folky mm -hmm. vibe. Yep. Uh, what was the response to that? Like, was it a pretty good response to how? Because I know you experimented a lot more on that record. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well spotted. No, no, there is zero, absolutely uh, no marketing involved in diaspora at all. Uh, I'm, so, I'm the marketing. <laughs> yes, you are. I know you are like 98% of my marketing. Man. It's fantastic. Uh, so uh, Beyond the Black Sun was picked up by a few blogs. And it was, uh, I think somebody put it on uh, the best 200 underground records of that year. And I was, I was flattered. I was super happy. And that was fantastic. Yeah, but it's random. Um... There's like a page on Facebook from a guy named Cyfrost, I think. And uh, yeah, he has a YouTube channel. He was really yeah. talking up your stuff as well. Yes, so. I know. He was the new album. Yeah. Uh, I sent him a thank you note. Uh, I was very happy about what he said. And he, you could tell that he had really listened to it. And he had put effort in uh, all the things that I put effort in. So that was, uh, that was uh, very gratifying. And I was, I was very grateful to him for that. But the uh, Sorg, uh, Sorg Morn, which I call it uh, the morning of sorrow, was in Norwegian. Uh, and I created it because it's a lot easier to uh, express yourself in your uh, native language. Yeah. Uh, it flows 
uh, and the words, sort of the lyricism of it. Uh, I'm not going to use the word the poetry of it, but uh, <laughs> but the poetry, kind of of it. <laughs> yeah. but the poetry of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love yeah. Now, one uh, of my uh, best songs is on that album, so um, I really like it. Yeah, it's, it was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot too. And I think you did a cover. I can't remember who it was of, uh, but it was kind of cool as well. Yes, I did. Uh, <clears throat> Norwegian artist from um, the 90, 1980s oh, called wow. Org uh, And I had to uh, I had to communicate with him. Uh, through email uh, to get his um, blessing for releasing it and uh, he's been a huge idol uh, i've been a huge fan of his from when i was a kid so we for a while there we were that close uh, nice and, uh, oh yeah <laughs> that, that had to be a really good feeling though i know I, it kicked ass it was so cool and uh i uh enjoy i'm not gonna um advocate for drug use but uh if you live in a liberal state uh and there's a plant involved we do of some sort <laughs> there's actual stores you're so right that's the kind of stuff you just kick back and have a nice well if, if you are so inclined uh right. that's all i'm gonna say about the mix that i create is uh, <laughs> yeah yeah there's uh there's an element there that's uh it's a match. It yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes back in the day, a little LSD went a long way too. <laughs> well, I'm a father, so uh, I have to uh, stay away. Better from examples now. Yeah. And I, I'm right. sure LSD it kind of lasts a little bit too long. Well, now with a uh, pendulum, I'm hearing uh, good things. You've come back around to a similar sound from Beyond yeah. the Black Sun, so right. With the last record, uh, was that just kind of like what you were feeling at the time? Is that kind of how you flow with your writing process? Like if you're just feeling a certain way that you're going to write it a certain way? The uh, Pendulum album, uh, it was my no bars held, balls to the wall. I'm just going to give you my honest opinion about how I feel. Um, and fuck you if do if you do not appreciate it uh i'm not concerned this is you guys really need to fucking burn you need to go away um uh, please just disappear uh moment so this is a little more of like an angry moment uh yeah 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 for sure for sure the um uh, uh, there's a moment there where where i'm i'm sending every reality tv contest uh, person and every mark every everyone everyone who's ever worked in marketing uh everyone that i do feel is uh dragging us down as a species i'm sending them to an island and there's no return uh, and they can all just, fight on the island together yeah yeah, yeah. So you do whatever you have to do i do not care what you do there but you have to live there now and you are not coming back it's like it's like the dark night break the stick we're having tryouts you guys figure it out <laughs> yeah so it's a combination of like a bill burr uh joke and a good old uh, bill hicks thing where if you ever worked in marketing uh kill yourself 
So with your writing process, um, do you just basically kind of do it like sitting in a room in the studio or do you kind of go out to a forest area, lake, whatever? Uh, how do you kind of like come to all your themes and everything that you write about? Is there a certain way you go about it? The, uh, the instrumental parts is all uh, written in the studio uh, and it can be inspired by um uh, very much uh classical music uh very into beethoven is my huge guiding star uh just the uh the uh the lines that he's doing uh from the very subtle very quiet uh, like tangible uh very beautiful uh evocative moments and then he goes to like shabam yeah and you are okay uh, I like those moments, uh, but the the vocals and the words are um, an expression of where I am uh, in the present moment. Uh, issues that I find I need to um, let go because uh, I cannot carry um, all my hate around. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not healthy. Like that's no, no, no. It's That's not. one thing we try to, you know, her and I talk about a lot with America is that, you know, we need better mental health programs and stuff mm -hmm. like that because mm -hmm. that negativity we were talking about with society is just like you said it yeah. better. You said like you can't just focus on that stuff anymore because that baggage is just going to weigh you down. You just can't have it. Mm -hmm. so. Right. It's my responsibility and it's your, you and you, uh, your responsibility to create an illusion create your own uh, environment that's nurturing and uh, that's healthy mm -hmm. for you uh, and you have the power to include or exclude at will uh, 24 hours a day uh, there is no set rule there is no judge there is no uh, as long as you are uh, providing love for those around you uh, you have nothing to fear by following your own inner guidance. You know? mm -hmm. Do you, uh, do your kids like your music or into that? Nope. Kind of stuff? nope. <laughs> totally into something different, huh? <laughs> I don't even know. They recognize it. Uh, I'm sorry. Come again. I said, I don't even know what's popular now with kids. Like, you know, I'm in my forties. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Imagine dragons, I guess. No, that's past, man. That's, uh, that's past. Yeah, yeah that's early nineties. Oh <laughs> no, no, they are into whatever, uh, whatever they are into, and I and I bless them for it. Uh, I do not need to try to impose uh, my uh, musical visions on my children. Uh, I'm sure they will. I remember uh, growing up uh, when I was 16, 17, I uh, discovered uh, The Doors. Uh -huh. uh, and it turns out my mom uh, was a hippie back in the 60s and she was a huge The Doors fan. Wow. The Doors fan. So she, that, it came full circle. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not sure my kids are going to come full circle with uh, any of the stuff that I listen to. Uh, at all. Yeah, I think uh, her mom is a big Sabbath fan. So. Yeah, I grew up like kind of hearing lots of music all over the place. And my mom yeah. really loves, you know, classic rock, but she's yeah. always just one minute it's like Huey Lewis in the news, the next right. minute Elvis, right. Cassie Klein. She would just mm -hmm. like 
throw one and that's kind of how i got like a really eclectic uh music taste i, I which is good yeah that's fantastic there's no uh, you don't have to like pigeonhole there's no reason to just stay in the metal lane because that's what the cool kids tell you to do you have to whatever inspires you man whatever you wherever you are exposed to that resonates that strikes a chord uh, is fantastic because we are capable of creating art in in so many different ways uh, and we are uh, there's no there's no police for this stuff there shouldn't be <laughs> right yeah i remember uh throwing some friends of mine for a loop when i was in my early 20s and uh they were going through my cassettes and they you know, see obituary napalm right and then like all of a sudden it came to prince purple rain they're like what i'm like dude that album rocks dude. Yeah, for sure uh and it, it speaks to uh whenever somebody finds uh something in your album collection that that should be like a like a guilty pleasure uh and it's um uh, prince or it's van halen or, or it's the beach boys or whatever right a seminal piece of art that humanity has created that it's going to stand the test of time mm -hmm. uh but if it's um what's the volbeat have you heard this yeah band? very yeah, good man denmark very good you, you, you enjoy that stuff yeah <laughs> what, uh, it's called like rockabilly or something like that yeah uh there's no uh we're talking about uh evoking emotions right and, and going through some sort of journey uh throughout the listening experience and I've, I've, I just five minutes ago, I was sitting here talking about there's no police, right? But I'm policing Volbeat. Oh. <laughs> there's no emotion here, man. What the fuck is this? You are repeating yourself on every goddamn. I'm sorry. It's just an example. Well, no, you know, look, they, they find like, I, I kind of break it down like this because, like, you know, Volbeat's never going to be gonna, like my favorite band ever, but. But they're huge, though. They're selling they out. And they are. And, that, and, that, and think, fantastic. I think it would be good, though, for a band like that for the younger generation. If they end up breaking into yeah. metal some way, then that, that might be their right. gateway there, you know? Yeah, I know, and I'm in my uh, mid 40s as well. So I realized that I am old, right? This is my <laughs> get off my lawn moment, uh, and that's fine. But yeah, you had a good point though, because like you like Beethoven, and like so a lot of people who try to gatekeep metal and stuff like don't even know that a lot of black metal, early black metal bands were influenced by classic rock. Uh, classic oh, for sure. Music, yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, I can't wait for you to do a cover of uh, Hall of the Mountain King by Edward Grieg. So, you know. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be a studio time worth having. Uh, yeah. Just going in with uh, drop A seven string guitars and doing uh, Hall of the Mountain King. Imagine the bass of it. That would yeah. be fantastic. And I'm sure, like, you know, you're pretty uh, creative. So, what kind of spin you would put on it would be pretty cool, I think. So. Now he's now he's thinking. So I now 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 I've implanted the seed. You know, it's in here now for sure. This could be his intro. So when you are writing your music, um, do you always kind of like say, okay, this song is done and finished, or do you find yourself going back and reworking it and reworking mm -hmm. it until you find it perfect? Well, I, I uh, 
I've coined a phrase uh, that's uh, musical uh, ADD, uh, <laughs> musical ADHD. Uh, there's riffs spinning around in my head uh, constantly, mm -hmm. uh, and I can watch like some kids show with my uh, children and hear a lick, hear uh, a phrase, and just go, "Oh, that would sound amazing <laughs> on distorted guitars." Uh, so I'm. Um, and it never ends. It never shuts. It never shuts up. But um, I'm sorry. Uh, can you repeat your question? I went. Uh, oh no! <laughs> do you feel like your songs are finished, or do you? Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Down? No. Uh, so I, I dump all the riffs uh, into uh, the uh, the sheet on my computer, and then I have to uh, refine it afterwards. And I have to find the uh, what's the voice here? What what am I trying to do here? Uh, I used to have a project that was very progressive. That was just riff on riff on riff on riff. Uh, and on this uh, Pendulum album, there are three tracks that's uh, from that project oh, wow. called Act One, Act Two, and uh, the last one I think, which is Lift Off or something, uh, where I just go, okay what sounds amazing after this it doesn't right. have to have uh, any resonance with what i played prior to this but what would be cool uh to me right uh, so i do feel like i i hate boundaries i hate uh, doing songs by structure like coloring uh, by numbers right uh, <clears throat> that's not inspiring to me at all so well, I do have a little clip from your new record, uh, Shattered. Um, can you tell us a little right. bit about what that song is about? Yep. Uh, that's um, grief. More grief. Yeah, that's when you uh, when you lie in a fetal position and the snot and tears are mixing in your face. And uh, you realize that this emotion that i'm feeling right now is uh, probably one of the strongest emotions that i'm ever going to feel uh, and what an amazing uh, concept it is to be able to feel uh, so strongly about anything uh, so it's like looking at yourself from a bird's perspective uh -huh. um, while being totally fucked on grief so it's like kind of like a total breakdown at some point yeah yep. okay mm -hmm. all right let's check it out this is shattered and it's from the new album pendulum thank you talking off off uh screen to dj anubis i was like this is the one i was saying that it sounded like really enslave inspired but also a little fear factory inspired as well, well like okay never heard of fear factory song uh, wow. in my life. 
I think their guitarist has a long, like narrow beard. Uh, oh, Dino. Um, I don't know what he looks like. Lately. Yeah, I don't know what he looks like lately. <laughs> it's been a while, but uh, yeah. But yeah, there's definitely uh, you can hear enslaved in there for sure. Uh, the um, the um, the beat and the, the pulse of the, uh, mm -hmm. the riff. Yeah. Ivar uh, from Enslaved. I was lucky uh, enough to share a few beers with him. Oh, they are uh, so nice. We met them a few months back when I watched, went to see him here in Baltimore and oh, yeah? had a meet Good and feeling. greet. Yeah. I mean, those guys are so funny. There's a picture on wow. my Facebook that I have with them, and it's like, they're mm -hmm. the nicest guys in the world. Man. A couple of years ago, they came through town as well, but it wasn't as big of a crowd. And, um, after the show, it was his birthday, and they're just like drinking, singing happy birthday right. to him. Yeah, having <laughs> a good time, right? Then here in Norwegians trying to sing happy birthday to you. While drinking. Yeah, yeah, while drinking. <laughs> uh, they are so cool. I love Good them. times all around. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I, I bet it was kind of interesting just to sit and talk with them like one on one like that, too. Though. Yeah, well, I, I was uh, so starstruck, though. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I tried to be watching. cool. I tried to like chill out, and but no, it didn't work out. Didn't work. <laughs> nah, so, he was nice though. He was super. Yeah, nice. yeah. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to your equipment or your recording software, tell people what you kind of like to use to do all that. Mm -hmm. It's evolved uh, quite a lot throughout the years. Uh, I used to track on. Uh, like uh, software emulations, like plugins uh, for guitars, and uh, I don't do that anymore. I'm fortunate enough now to track with uh, like super cool equipment like Neve uh, preamps and uh, Neumann microphones and stuff because I've been doing it for quite a while. Uh, so uh, my studio has way uh, better gear than I really uh, know how to use <laughs> and so that's nice but uh, the drums are of course uh, programmed uh, I track uh, the uh, the core elements uh, myself on a like on a electronic kit mm -hmm. and then I program <laughs> the drums uh, beyond that because I like I said earlier, uh, it's not about how uh, proficient you are or how, how many notes you can play during a bar of four. Or it's about what emotion you can evoke, right? It's, it's about the, the overall arc of what are you trying to create here. And uh, so I'm not so... I can happily admit, admit that, that I, yes, I do program the drums because I, I can't play everything. You know, the Diaspora project is the sum of my <laughs> musical uh, prowess, so to speak. Uh, and there are limits. There are absolutely, for sure, there are limits, but there has to be, right? There are limits. To end, at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sorry, losing my... You're good, you're good. Yeah, when I went off screen for a minute, uh, my laptop was dying so i had to oh. fix the plug it's fine now it wasn't plugged yeah gotcha but yeah uh so it's uh i'm using pro tools in the studio uh, to uh mix and stuff and uh i'm a huge fan of uh, slate's uh, plugins for eqs and compression and stuff 
and because uh, it emulates the uh, outboard gear mm -hmm. that, uh, that you really can't afford unless you are uh, backed by some label and got a income on this stuff yeah but again i'm not, I'm not so uh it's not where my focus is uh, if you can create with it if it's a good brush that you're painting with and you and you feel that it, it, it's expressing what um, you are carrying inside then then it's a good brush yeah exactly yeah it's just as interesting because over the last 10 to 20 years like i've discovered obviously a lot of bands that have a lot of members are good but i've found a lot of my favorite artists have the guys in your position where you're doing the entire thing and it's like I go through a record and I say, oh man, I really like this. And then I find out it's one guy and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. The way you guys are able to construct your albums, your, your music and arrangements, like it just, it's really kind of a brilliance. Uh, I know you're kind of humble about all that, but it really is quite amazing. It's just what you do. Uh, I really, really appreciate you saying that because from my perspective, it's scary as fuck. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's releasing an album is nerve-wracking beyond anything i ever do within that year because uh, so even now after like four albums in you still get a bit nervous oh yeah go. oh yeah and it's going to be the same way uh when i release the next one because uh, i cannot hide behind uh the guitarists or, or or the vocalists or the drummer or it's all me you know it's all my uh input so if it sucks well then i suck <laughs> well, so you never know. know suck, so we know that. Um, well, you it, never know, but it, it has to, to like, resonate uh, for me. So, yeah. When it comes to like you know label support, which you know, obviously you're independent, but what is your i uh, your feelings on the scene in general in terms of label streaming? Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything you'd like to change about a lot of that, or do you just don't care at this point? Well, uh, in the uh, I guess uh, 80s, 90s, when I grew up, uh, not 90s, uh, labels uh, had all the power, right? And they yep. made all the money and whatever contract you were lucky enough to get, uh, royally fucked you until you got contract number two and album number three, right? And you yep. made money. And then streaming after Spotify and all that, and I started after Napster, uh, changed all that stuff, then streaming was going to, flip the tables so the artist was going to make money uh, but it turned out no 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 uh, humanity does not work in that way uh, okay. if you can make money by fucking over some other guy then that's what you're going to do yeah. and so napster uh, sorry uh, spotify and uh, itunes and it's all the same it's the labels all over again right i know there are some uh, large uh artists who pulled their stuff they're like yeah no I'm yeah well i mean that's why, uh, so much now like bands that like even local bands that we know they they just all they keep everything themselves so that they'll mm -hmm. sell their own merch their music and there's no reason to do it otherwise right. at all diy do it yourself and within like uh i don't know uh, if you know 20 people then you know most likely you have all the knowledge you need in-house to to do 
75% of the stuff and then, then they know somebody. Uh, and so there's no reason to whore out or sell your stuff to, well, the uh, upper the echelon of uh, well, to it, the man, it, yeah. As Barney once said, he's like, you know, the enemy of the business. That's basically what the labels are. And yeah, and it's it's come down to if you want to make money, well, then you have to go tour. Yeah, you have to play gigs. You have to play concerts. It's the only way. Yeah. Uh, you have to push the message. You have to promote yourself. You have to be out there and and reach. And, and we're your... that labels now aren't even signing bands until they have a following yeah. or artists. I, this this goes across all yeah. genres. They're like. You're very mm. talented, but we're not going to put the effort into promoting you. You already have to have a following, and mm -hmm. then we'll sign you. Yeah, well, I guess it's back to like Facebook likes and Instagram and all that uh -huh. stuff uh, again, right? We've gone full circle from where we started. So, yeah. well, more power to them. Um, uh, That's why we do we do the do it yourself. Yeah. You control. Yeah. So following Pendulum, uh, what are your plans now? Are you already starting writing for the next record or are you just kind of taking a break? No, uh, I've written the music for the uh, the project with John that we talked about. Um, mm -hmm. So it's called Mentatonia. Uh, we're going to track and mix that. And then I'm going to start on uh, the new Diaspora album after that. Nice. Yeah. Any ideas uh, what that record is going to be about or just kind of... Well, I usually fall? write in fall when there is death and decay uh, all around. Uh, Good inspiration. During, <laughs> yeah, it is. And I fucking hate winter. Mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> it's probably quite... Wait a minute. <laughs> You're Norwegian. You should love the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd it's think, fall, right? right? Yeah, no, 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 no. winter, no. they have like long darkness like yeah. how many, you don't get a lot of hours of sunlight in the winter do you no but i stay inside uh, <laughs> so that would be me i creep out like some sort of gargoyle in march uh, <laughs> with an album ready uh and then uh, i'm good to go fantastic mm -hmm. so what is your uh basically what is your set release date for the next record probably sometime in 24 25 yeah, it's going to definitely 24 at least. Yeah, uh, but I'll uh, keep you posted just cool. for just for fun. Awesome. Well, do you have any last words for the viewers? Uh, where can they find your stuff? That's easy. I mean, I got some links I'm going to put into the description box when we're done and everything. But uh, maybe you have a site that you want them to go to. I know you don't like to promote yourself, but uh, I'm going to force you to promote yourself. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, if you could feel the feelings that I have inside right now, uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen. I'm not promoting shit. Uh, we'll, we'll send them to your Facebook. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, take, I, yeah, we'll take care of it. I'll charge you later, just like you owe me money. You know what? Tell, your, uh, tell your viewers, your listeners to uh, stick with uh, your website. But otherwise, uh, keep off the internet for uh, two months. <laughs> Try it. See what fucking happens if you stay off the internet for two months. It's I like, bet you can't like do it. Decompressing, yeah. yeah. I, I purposely try to keep myself off of um, or too involved in Facebook, other than like keeping the messenger because. Like, uh -huh. Aha! Other, but there's this caveat, and then there's this caveat, and then there's this caveat. 
I just want to be able to like people to still message me if they want to. <laughs> right. Be, but like, this is where we are. And you can sit and waste so much time. And we don't want to waste yeah. time. We want good stuff. Yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us, yes, man. I appreciate uh, no, no, no. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm so uh, grateful. Thank you very much. You've been so kind to me. Thank you very much. Well deserved. Uh, we will have this up on our YouTube channel. Um, then we will also put this in audio format for our pod being on the podcast. So right. uh, I'll, I'll tag you, let you know uh, where everything can be found. So even if you're not going to share it, you can just watch it yourself. If you want. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on, Chris. So we're going to do our little outro and then uh, we'll let you go, sir. Thank you. Thanks, very thanks much. again. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you.